We know who's starting game one and two for the Dodgers. We don't know who's starting game three. Who should it be? We'll talk about that. Bill Plaschke is back in uh, making headlines. He's picking the Dodgers to win the World Series in 2023. Here's why it feels a little different when he says it rather than when we say it. And we'll talk about last final roster spots, who's going to be on it, and uh, will Colton Wong somehow make an appearance. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And to become one of those valid and very great everydayers, all you have to do is listen every day because we're here for you, like I said, every Monday through Friday. There'll be an episode for you to listen to or watch. And uh, if you get in on that, you're an everyday or so we'll, we'll appreciate you. If this is your first time listening, watching, I'm Vince Samperio. That's the co-host of mine, Jeff Snyder. And we are both lifelong Dodger fans that have watched a lot of Dodger games in our life. Uh, beyond just watching the games, we've also covered the team in the past. We've been in the press box, been in the locker room, been at Camelback Ranch. Uh, we're not quite insiders, but we're here to bring you some rational and knowledgeable takes, uh, although those rational takes might only last one more day for me. Uh, but either way, we're, we're, we're going to be knowledgeable, if, if not rational, here on this podcast. And uh, that's what we're here to do today because we're talking about the NLDS. Dodgers playing the Dimebacks starts Saturday at 6.20 p.m. Jeff and I will both be in the building for game one, so that, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's been too long since I've been to a Dodger game. It's been so long that my iPhone had offloaded the ballpark app. That's how long it's been. Yeah, so, uh, but it's been re-onloaded, and uh, I am ready to go. Uh, Friday afternoon, when I'm done working, I'm hopping in the car and driving down to California. Can't wait! And uh, I've missed Dodger Stadium. I hope it's missed me, and hopefully, we can watch Clayton Kershaw spin a postseason gym. Yeah, exactly. We know who's pitching Game One, Clayton Kershaw. We now officially know who's pitching Game Two, Bobby Miller. What we don't know is who's pitching Game Three. Dave Roberts essentially said. It's all hands on deck for game one and two, and then we'll figure out game three when we get there, going for the wins in game one and two. It would appear that Lance Lynn lines up for game three. He pitched in a sim game on Thursday and would be ready to go the next one. Of all the pitchers on the team, he's the one that hasn't, or at least the the, the pitchers that can also start, He's the one that hasn't come in out of a relief role, at least for the Dodgers specifically this year. I'm sure he's come out of a relief role at some point in his career. But it seems like everyone's available for game one and two. If they don't use Pepio or Sheehan or, you know, maybe Michael Grover, someone like that, then maybe they can get a start in game three. But it appears that Lance Lynn might be the guy only because they're going to throw everyone else uh, where they see fit in the first two games. Yeah, Lance Lynn hasn't pitched in relief since 2018. Um, and, and, you know, it, it does make sense knowing that the D-backs are going with Merrill Kelly and, uh, Zach Gallon in the first two games, probably Brandon fought in the third game. Uh, if we go on the premise that Brandon fought is the worst of those three, 
then it makes sense to have Joe Kelly pitch that game because uh, Joe Lynn. Kelly is probably worse than uh, uh, sorry Lance Lynn, <laughs> one of those guys they got from the White Sox. Wrong former Cardinal. Yeah, um, yeah, it makes sense for Lance Lynn because he's the worst of between him and Clayton Kershaw and Bobby Miller. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I guess if he's going to be on the roster, that makes sense. Uh, or it also wouldn't surprise me though if they decide knowing that it's Clayton Kershaw going game one, they may want to use four starters if it goes to a fourth game. Um, and, and and so maybe they hold off on Lance Lynn for game four and go with Ryan Pepio in game three, or they could also go with Lance Lynn in game three, hoping not to get, you know, if they're up two games to none, go with Lance Lynn and, uh, you know, see if they can get through without using Pepio because then they can use Pepio earlier in the next round if they wanted to, uh, I think quality-wise, I think it would be hard to make a case that Lance Lynn deserves the start over Ryan Pepio. Uh, but, you know, Pepio has come out of the bullpen. So, And Pepio might pitch in relief in one of the first two games. Hopefully, they won't need him. Hopefully, Bobby Miller is going to go six or even seven. Hopefully, Kershaw can give five solid. And they won't, even though all hands are on deck, not necessarily are all hands going to have to grab a mop and scrub the deck or whatever hands do when they're on a deck you know yeah and you know as we learned there in the last few starts for lance lynn they basically told him like you know we'll let it eat and he's you're like you're only going to go five innings at the most so do whatever you can and it was not like oh my god lights out lance lynn those last few starts but he you know he was solid enough Uh, some strikeouts at least yeah exactly and the other part is just, you know, how much stock you put into being there before. Lance Lynn has been there before. Obviously, you know, it's, it's a difference between a, a older Lance Lynn uh, being there before and the Lance Lynn that was good back in the day when he used to be there frequently and Ryan Pepio, who hasn't been there before. But at this point, the Dodgers aren't going to get where they need to get to without their rookies doing something. So, you know, it it, it, it kind of goes to itself in that run. But it, it just also just depends – what Kershaw does game one, if he can give them five and they're winning and they can, you know, use their bullpen, then they have a day off and they go to game two, Bobby Miller gives them some length. You know, the days off also help for the bullpen, obviously, because, you know, they they don't need to have guys going three out of four days, back-to-back days, anything like that until what, game three and four. Uh, so they can, you know, move stuff around. So, but I feel like hopefully they're just up 2-0. Lance Lynn gets a start. He can get five innings, a couple runs allowed, and then they can finish out the game with the bullpen. Yeah, that, that's the plan. And and they do have a very good bullpen between the big five relievers. Uh, it will be interesting to see who ends up being on the roster. Dave Roberts said uh, they're probably going with 13 pitchers in this round, but they're open to the idea of going with only 12 pitchers in future rounds, depending on the on the matchup. Uh, I, I would assume that specifically saying, if we're playing the Braves, we don't need these lefty relievers. Um, you know, and... and uh, but yeah, seeing who's on the roster because the big five relievers plus all these starters who are available to come out of the bullpen, uh, they they should have no problem get plenty of innings and still having plenty of arms available for game three. But you know, like we say every time, and we're going to keep saying it every time, if the offense shows up, it doesn't really matter who pitches. The Dodgers are a better team than the D-backs. Uh, that did hurt some hurt the feelings of some D-backs fans in our YouTube mentions on yesterday's episode. Uh, claiming the Dodgers were better. Uh, they finished 16 games ahead of the D-backs. They won eight out of 13 games head-to-head this year. Um, 
the Dodgers are the better team. And we always point out that doesn't actually matter very much sometimes. Um, but if, if both teams play their best, the Dodgers win this series in three or four games. You're muted. Didn't know the hot take that the Dodgers had a better team than the Diamondbacks. And the simple fact that we always say it doesn't matter and that we're still scared and we're still worried about, you know, exactly what's going to happen in this series. So. Yeah, I'm just nervous about the guy on our YouTube comments who keeps saying that Dave Roberts is going to wreck the team with his garbage analytics. Like, I, I'm worried about when that, like, Dave Roberts is really playing the long game here. He's like, all right, first eight years, I'm just going to be the best manager in MLB history. Uh, I'm going to take the team to three World Series, going to win one of them. But then, then I unleash my garbage analytics and I will wreck this team. So, you know, uh, keep your eyes out, guys. Dave Roberts, you never know when he's going to pull the heel turn, come out with a steel chair and just hit you over the head. Yeah, especially considering the fact that some of his past mis misfortunes have come from not going with analytics. Yeah, I know. Yeah, most of his, like, 2019, he cost the Dodgers a series because he didn't go with analytics. Like, But you know what? Uh, that's okay. Uh, the guy who's really upset about Dave Robertson's garbage analytics, we appreciate the views on YouTube and the engagement because it's all good for the algorithm, buddy. Yes, and uh, that commenter is not Bill Plaschke. Bill Plaschke is someone that we're going to talk about next because he has declared the Dodgers uh, is going to win the World Series in 2023. We believe that. I mean, you, as personally as fans, but uh, it's a little bit different when Plaschke says it. We'll talk about why. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. It's football season, uh, so that means pizza, wings, things of that nature, maybe some chicken, buffalo chicken dip. Uh, that seems to be a, a hot commodity these days. Whatever you prefer at your tailgate or at your home tailgate, go all out and get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $100 per year. That's about the cost of what game one tickets for the NLDS for the Dodgers are going. So you could go to a Dodger game with all the money you earn using Ibotta. So go check it out right now. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app now and use code MLB to start earning cash, real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. If you are an everydayer, that means you listen and watch every day. We appreciate you. If you are not an everydayer, how you can become one is finding us where we are podcasting on YouTube and listening or watching every day. And if you want to make it even easier on yourself, start your day. Uh, first listen of the day should be Locked on Dodgers. Wake up uh, if you're on your way to work or if you work from home or if you're getting ready for work or school or whatever you're doing. Just throw on Locked on Dodgers and listen to us, especially now as the playoffs are moving forward. Hopefully, we're going to have a whole month to talk about stuff. And remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app can help you out. If you can't watch any of the games, you can listen to the home broadcasts for the Dodger games. If you search Dodgers in SiriusXM or the SXM app. All right, Jeff. Uh, so Bill Plaschke, who we haven't talked about in a while, has kind of been 
not in the Dodgers radar uh, is back and he's back with a hot take because or a hot take that, you know, at least in the sense of most people predicting these series right now, uh, that the Dodgers are going to win the 2023 World Series. He said that, you know, a variety of factors play into that. He compared some of his team to the 1988 stuntmen uh, because, you know, some of the, not obviously not Mookie and Freddie Freeman, but the rest of the guys that kind of fill in. He mentioned Miguel Rojas's defense and Jason Hayward's leadership and, you know, J.D. Martinez being able to hit and, you know, the young guys hopefully been able to, to pitch their way into it. But, you know, it's Bill Plasky, and he's, you know, much maligned on social media by a lot of Dodger fans. And now Bob Nightingale already took out the Brewers with the Bob Nightingale curse. Uh, are the Dodgers next to the Bill Plasky curse? I don't know if Plasky has a curse. I think Plasky, uh, it feels pretty calculated what he did. This way, if the Dodgers win, he gets to say, I called it. If they lose, he gets to say, everything was set up perfectly. How did you screw this up? You know, probably the last time we talked about him was almost a year ago when he pulled his crybaby rant after the Dodgers lost to the Padres about how embarrassed they should be and blah, 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 and Mookie Betts should be embarrassed. Like, they they had a bad series, you know? Like, it happens. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, hopefully the bad series doesn't happen this year, but this is this is a no-lose proposition for Plaschke because if they win, he he's a genius. If they lose, he can blame... Mookie Betts or Dave Roberts or whoever he decides to blame. And uh, so it's uh, it gets clicks, you know. You and I both don't read much Plasky, but we both read this article so that we can talk about it on the podcast. So uh, I, I guess his mission has already been accomplished. And uh, if they do win the World Series, you know what? It's worth it to me. I don't mind Bill Plasky being right if it means I get to go to a parade in L.A. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And that's what we talked about right before is – you know, if the Dodgers do win it, I won't care in the moment. And then, like, probably after, after you know, I'm already like, ah, damn. Back in my mind, Bill Plasky was right, and he gets to have a little victory lap. But, like I said, I won't care because we get to have a victory lap as Dodger fans by the Dodgers winning the World Series. And, you know, going about it the way it happened and everything else. And, obviously, it would be probably an incredible run if all that occurred. So, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens there. But... I guess on kind of on that front, you know, there's been I've seen a lot of the predictions out there and World Series wise specifically, I think it was ESPN or one of the big publications, like 22 of their people picked the Braves. One person picked the Dodgers. One person picked another team. One person like they had everyone else got one vote only for winning the World Series or maybe Astros got a few. It does feel different as Dodger fans going into it being like not, well, they're not the underdogs in the NLDS. Uh, but even then, like some Dodger fans are taking this entire season as like uh, a free house money because they didn't expect the Dodgers to be this good. Or, you know, we're not like that because we expect the Dodgers to be where they're at right now. But does it feel different for you this postseason at all, just based on you know everything that happened this year and kind of how, even if the Dodgers do advance past the Diamondbacks, they're likely going to be, even against the Phillies, they might be underdogs in that series in terms of like the public opinion. Yeah, I definitely uh, on Wednesday evening uh, was out at the high school, had the parents meeting for my son's wrestling team on the way home, got in the car. My Sirius XM radio was on MLB network and whichever talking head was talking out of his head 
did say he was talking about how basically the same topic we had yesterday about how it's unfair that they don't reseed. But what he said was now the Braves have to play the second best team in baseball in the NLDS. And, uh, and he even said, like, I'm like, did he forget the Dodgers exist? And he's like, no offense to the Dodgers or the Orioles or whoever, but the Phillies are the second best team in baseball. And I mean, obviously that's stupid. Like uh, they played 162 games and the Dodgers ended up with a significantly better record than the Phillies. The Dodgers scored more runs than this great Phillies offense. The Dodgers pitching is like, so anyway, but we don't need to have that conversation, but yeah, you know, the, uh, the Dodgers will be underdogs uh, definitely if they play the Braves. And like you said, uh, in some people's minds, even if it's the Phillies, they play. And I find that kind of refreshing. Um, like I, I'm going to be very sad if the Dodgers get eliminated, no matter what. But I do think there will be same amount of sadness, but less anger or frustration or whatever. Like I, I don't, I try not to let baseball make me angry ever since I, I threw a water bottle when, um, when Hong Chi Kuo gave up a base hit to Ryan Howard and then Jonathan Broxton gave up a home run to Matt stairs. I threw a water bottle and against the wall and I said, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And so ever since that, so it's been what, 15 years now. How I try not to, I, I try not to actually get angry about baseball because it, it doesn't matter really. I say baseball is the most important, unimportant thing in the world. Um, but I do like last year, it was when the Dodgers lost to a clearly inferior Padres team, it was like, you know, there, there was something that felt it wasn't just sadness. Um, and, and it wasn't embarrassment. I don't believe in getting embarrassed by the things that grown men I don't know do. Um, but there was some feeling besides just sadness this year, if the Dodgers get eliminated, which I don't think they're going to, but if they do, I think it will just be sadness. There won't be those other emotions. And I guess I'm kind of looking forward to that or not looking forward to it. I don't want to feel sad. I don't think they're going to lose, but if they do, I will be glad that it's just sadness that I'm feeling. Does that make any sense? In a roundabout way, you, you made it make sense. Um, and that, I think that's how it is because, like, to me, it feels like 2018. Like, 2018, I knew the Dodgers were going to make the World Series. Like, that was probably the most confident I ever was that the Dodgers were going to make it. It we got really close in that Brewer yeah. se- Like, the Brewer Series was a lot closer than I expected it to be. But I knew 2018, once they made the World Series, whoever the came out of The Red Sox were the better team. Yeah. Well, even before that, whoever was coming out of the AL was probably going to be a better team than the Dodgers. Like, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, like, one of those teams was going to be on paper better than the Dodgers or at least played better than the Dodgers that, that season because the Dodgers had a weird 2018. And that's kind of how this one feels right now where it's like, okay, I ex- and then the Dodgers gave me hope when we hit that homer and I was like, hey, now it's going to be 2-2, best two out of three. You never know what's going to happen. And then, you know, Ryan Matson and everybody else kind of got rid of that hope. But, yeah, I think that it kind of feels that way. It, it feels different. And I think now it's one of those where so many people or not so many people, but there's enough people like, oh, this team's different and, you know, they have the leadership and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And now it's like, okay, well, now if they lose, I'm going to be upset again because yeah, people everyone's building it back up. Train a little bit. Yeah, everyone's yeah. Building, the, yeah, building it back up to where it was. And it's just like, let's just let it play out. Uh, you know, I'm going to feel, like I said, I'm going to feel upset regardless. I think last year was disappointment. Just like uh, I was annoyed that the Dodgers lost. Just like, man, like really? But I think this year, obviously, 
depends how it goes because yeah. you know if they're up in like four out of seven games in a cs and then they end up losing like bullpen or whatever ends up happening like i'm gonna be mad at that point because of how they lost uh but yeah i do think it feels a little bit different this year but again it's still they had 100 wins they were the third best record in baseball like they're not here you know they might be treated like underdogs but they're not here just because you know punch of judy's they're they're here because they they did what they needed to do yeah scored the second most runs in baseball this year yeah. uh one thing about plashke's article that bugged me uh he said they haven't won a full season world championship in 35 years. We had somebody in our YouTube comments yesterday, same thing. They need to win a full season championship. And Dodger fan, like that is an anti-Dodger talking point that Dodger fans need to stop repeating because the fact is in 2020, the Dodgers are still the only team in history to have to win 13 postseason games in one season to win a World Series. It was, yeah, the season was short. But the postseason was the longest, the most grueling they've ever had. The Dodgers dominated in the regular season. It's not like the Dodgers were going to – they only snuck into the – play. they're not the Marlins who snuck into the playoffs because of the short or season. the Astros. The Astros had – yeah, they had a losing record, snuck into the – Stupid Angels. Yeah. You know, the Dodgers were going to make the postseason whether the game was – or season was 60 games long or 600 games long. And then they dominated, you know, and, and they won 13 games in the postseason. That was – as legitimate as they come, maybe the most legitimate were, and this, and they came back from three, one, like, yeah. it's not like they swept every series and not a single home game after the wild card series. Like they were living in a hotel in a bubble, like so many things. Like I understand why people who hate the Dodgers feel the need to be intellectually dishonest and discredit that world series. But Bill Plasky, get a brain, dude. And like, if you're a Dodger fan and you're repeating those talking points, you need to accept the fact that that World Series title was legit, and it was. There's nothing tainted about that World Series title, and I will go to my grave standing on that hill. That's weird. Um, I'm gonna die on the hill, and I guess they'll just bury me on the hill. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go back to roster talk. That's what's coming up next. The Diamondbacks have a lot of right-handed pitching. Is that going to affect who is on the roster for the Dodgers? We'll talk about that. So that's what's coming up. So let's keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap in action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a two get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets basically free money to put some to put some wagers down win or lose with just a five dollar bet if you've been thinking about joining Fanduel, there's no better time to get in on the action there's a game last night the the braves not the braves the bears and the commanders and uh, if you had put some money on dj moore scoring three touchdowns you probably would have won a lot of money because this prop was probably 0.5 or 1.5 in terms of touchdowns if you would have put the over under to be over 60 or 60 points was the over was the final tally. If you would have put the over under, I'm sure they hit the over on that one. You would have won some money. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Go check it out right now. They got spread player props, over unders, all that. You can put some same game parlays together. Uh, you can find different ways to win. There's a lot of betting sites or betting social media accounts that show the big wins. You could be one of those big wins. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. 
Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Locked on Dodgers. And if you want to listen to the Dodger game because you can't watch, or if you just want to listen, uh, SiriusXM or the SXM app can help you out there. All you got to do is search Dodgers, and you can get the home broadcast for any of the games coming up. All right, Jeff. So the Diamondbacks only have two left-handers on their active roster. They only have four left-handers on their 40-man roster in general. One of them, Joe Mantiply, who was an all-star last year. The other one is Andrew Salfrank, or Salfrank, or I don't know exactly how to say it, uh, who's pitching 10 games this year. So not, uh, and did okay uh, in terms of peripherals. He he had a zero ERA, did a lot of two runs. But with all the left, with all the right-handers on there, um, you know, Colton Wong, Michael Bush, guys that hit left-handed, do they have a chance of making this roster over guys like Kike or Med Rosario? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, Joe Mantiply, he's really the only one there that you need to think about. And the fact is he is very, very tough on lefties uh, for his career and uh, especially the last two years. Actually, in 2020 and 2021, he wasn't actually very good against lefties, but uh, he's been very good the last two years against lefties. Um, But, you know, if you think about, you're going to want to have somebody on the bench, a righty on the bench, but I don't know that you're going to want like Ahmed Rosario who only hits lefties. Uh, He's very fast, but Colton Wong, I assume Colton Wong's still fast. Uh, I actually haven't looked at his sprint speed, um, but I know he used to be fast. Uh, You know, Rosario, do you really want to carry a guy just to be a pinch runner? Um, You, you can, if you have, you know, in a game started by a righty, either Chris Taylor or Kiki Hernandez is probably on the bench uh, to start the game, maybe even both of them. And so I don't know that you need those two and Ahmed Rosario. Uh, and maybe you don't even need two of those guys. Maybe it is one of those three in this series and you go with Colton Wong and Michael Bush instead. Uh, like having those lefties because most of the relief, you know, uh, what's the name? Kevin Ginkle is very tough right-handed pitcher. I haven't looked at his splits actually, um, but I assume he's tougher on righties. And, you know, having more lefty bats on the bench might be something that makes sense for this series, uh, especially knowing that you can change the you can change the roster when you get to the NLCS. But uh, for now, yeah, I, I, I think they might want to stack the lefties. Yeah, I realistically don't see a chance for Bush to be on the roster just because it would be so weird for the way they kind of handled him throughout the season for him to all of a sudden be on the roster. Um, I do think Ahmed Rosario is not going to be on this roster. And I do think Colton Wong is just for the specific fact of the Diamondbacks have all those right-handed pitchers and Rosario, even if it was left, like lefties, he didn't hit particularly well enough after that first week or so to even justify it. You know, when you look at it, it comes down to there's 11 for sure. It's Barnes, Smith, Freeman, Muncy, Rojas, Taylor, Betts, Hayward, Outman, Peralta, Martinez. So that's 11. If you go with the 13, then you're looking at, you know, two spots for Colton Wong, Rosario, Kike, um, Michael Bush. And that's pretty much it. So between those four. Um, and you kind of need a middle infielder, and that's in that you don't need one, but you'd rather have one. So I say Kike and I say Colton Wong are on this roster. Yeah, I did just look it up. Colton Wong is not fast 
Um, and so that's, uh, you know, maybe uh, an argument against him, but uh, yeah, he's 35th percentile in sprint speed this year. I'm just going to go back to as far back as we go. Maybe he yeah, didn't he, hit enough to be on the bases enough. He, to he was 66th percentile back in 2015. So, you know, he, yeah, maybe, maybe there were nagging injuries or something. And that's why he was so bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's definitely not a Ahmed Rosario speed, but I don't know that the Dodgers, I, I mean, I, JD Martinez is definitely somebody you're going to want to pinch run for letting game. but Chris, Chris Taylor, if he's on the bench, he's fast. How come Kike is not faster? Like, I, got I a little lakes. Got a little lakes. I don't know. Yeah, like he's a great athlete. He's in very good shape. He's not heavy. Like everything about Kike screams, this guy's fast, except for the way he runs, which is not fast. Sometimes so, you just don't get the genes. Yeah. I, I, I can relate <laughs> to that, but you know, I don't look like Kike. So yeah, true. There's the understatement of the year, huh? <laughs> I, we, need, we need put that on a quote, on a quote card. I don't look like Kike, Jeff Snyder. Did you do the hot Dodger bracket vents? I did not. I was out all weekend. I gotta get on it before Saturday. Um, yeah. So actually, far. on that front, Kike. I don't know. I don't know where he's at in the bracket, but Kike. I think if it, if you involve all around personality, he might make it farther than some people on other people's brackets. Kike is the only current member of the Dodgers roster who has ever won the bracket for me in the past. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't even make the final four for me this year. Um, yeah, James Outman was was my pretty easy winner. I think my final four was Outman, Mookie, Peralta, and uh, Hayward. So, yeah, after that bracket coming out after they did the costumes, probably bumped up Outman and Hayward. I mean, they're probably already up there for most people. But might have bumped them up a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Outman. We're big fans of James Outman in our house, so. Uh, my wife hasn't done it yet. I'm interested to see who wins hers because she has really weird taste in men, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, you can see that. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is the last episode of this week um, and the last episode before the first Dodger playoff game. So here we go. Uh, October is upon us. Let's pray for big hits and strikeouts from the pitching staff and uh, some big wins. Yeah, offense. Or at least one big one. You know, pray for neutral luck. That's what we used to say. And I think in this series, if we just get neutral luck, Dodgers win the series. So, all right. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. You can find us where you find podcasts and on YouTube. And you can become an everydayer by listening every day. We'll be back on Monday to talk about game one of the NODS and any other information we got, we get for game two ahead of game two. So, Make sure to be ready for that. Uh, you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. You can DM either of us uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. If you DM, I don't know about Jeff, but if you DM me during a playoff game and I don't reply, don't feel offended. But that's, you know, I'm probably not checking my DMs at that time. Yep. Uh, I might be tweeting, but that doesn't mean I'm checking my DMs uh, during the game. So don't feel offended. Uh, you can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail, send us a text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart device by podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday.